And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. Today, I'm really excited to be able to introduce you an awesome speaker, author. She's a freedom coach. Her name is Jill Monaco, born and raised in Chicago. She does her ministry work a lot in Dallas also. Um, she is the founder and CEO of Jill Monaco Ministries, which is also a 501c3 nonprofit. She has a passion for encouraging people to pursue the presence of God, and we all need that today. Um, she's a speaker. She she does loves life coaching. She just does so much. But the thing I loved about reading her um, her little bio here that she sent me is just that she loves Jesus. And I think that's what's just so important today is to be able to say that first amongst everything else. She loves Jesus. So here she is. Jill, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. What a sweet introduction. Oh, you're welcome. I was just excited to be able to have the time to talk to you. You know, sometimes Facebook, that's what it's good for, right? We start seeing things and what people are doing. And I saw a post of you finishing this awesome children's book called Miranda's Mirror, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then I started looking at you know, the things that you're doing and, and it's just so exciting. It, you know, that's what Blossoms of My Life is all about. It's just to be yeah. able to share, you know, what people are doing um, for the kingdom, how everything that you do, Jill, is you're a blossom in so many lives, you know, and, and that's what this is all about is just to share what you're doing. So why don't we share with the audience a little bit? Because a lot of people might not know you. There's going to be some tuning in that do. But for those that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about you? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. My my story is as a, like a little different than most people's. I think where, you know, we have a traditional testimony and um, I have an incredible encounter experience with the Lord and I didn't walk with him for many, many years. Um, I had a background of abuse and um, just didn't know you know, how to reach God or felt like he'd be mad at me. And, and so then I, I met Jesus and was in full-time ministry, um, until like you said, I started my own nonprofit. Um, and so now what I do is I really try and help people in their points of pain or trauma or, um, disappointment or just those, if someone asks me once, what do you do? I'm like, I help people through the hard stuff. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I know that I can't help people. Only the Lord can. So our mission statement at Jill Monaco Ministries is to encourage people to pursue the presence of God and find freedom in Christ. Because I know when we pursue God's presence, when we sit with him and we're loved by him, we get freedom from all these things, fear, shame, rejection, you know, whatever it is, but we're really free to be who he created us to be. 
So we're all being made in the image of Christ and from glory to glory. And we're on this journey and the journey is just as beautiful as the, you know, our final destination of being heaven. But I want people to encounter God now because then they will do the things and be the person that he wants them to be here on earth and help others. So everything I do is with that goal. Um, And you said a bunch of things I do. So yes, I'm a I'm a speaker and I'm an author and I have my own podcast and, you know, I blog and I, I'm a life coach and I created and trademarked something called freedom coaching um, to help people, you know, do all those things. So that's long story short. Yeah. And I love it, you know, um, and I, you know, I did read a little bit about some of your abuse as a young girl and there's probably a lot of people that have been through that similar type of a hurt and and same with church hurt you know that happens but you know i love what you said about helping people find their identity find their freedom in christ because what will happen and you've probably seen this is you know you'll speak to someone you'll counsel someone and they look to you for that yeah. But I love how you stated it. You lead them to Christ to find what they're looking for. Yeah, it's such a good point. And, you know, and that can, you know, when we say that, people can be like, I don't even know what that means. You exactly. know, I need, um, I need a human being and God gave us community. So we are to help each other. But what I really mean is that God is the best coach. Yeah. And so in a coaching um, conversation that I'm having maybe with a client, I, I'm i not giving them any advice. I'm asking them questions that help them discover what is God saying to them. And so there's a freedom in that. There's a free will in that. Um, so I help people learn how to hear God's voice so mm. that eventually they get so good at having conversations with God and that they don't need me to guide them. The, the point isn't to make them my followers or need me, but to follow Jesus and to need him. Absolutely. And that's probably the best kind of advice anybody could give, right? Because especially yeah. sometimes we all get on our little stuck places where even Christians that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, where it's like, I don't hear him anymore. What happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I used to struggle with that. And then I would be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I take it right back to the time when I first met him, you know, and and I remembered what he took me out of. And I remembered, you know, how he saved me. And, 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 and then I realized like, okay, Lord, then you must be taking me someplace that you want me to learn how to hear you through what I'm going through. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people that get through things like that, right? Or or in that kind of situation where maybe you have a loved one and you just don't understand why they don't listen to what you want them to hear, how to give that to God, right? Because we tend, when we're abused, you know, because I've gone through some stuff too, Jill, we tend Mm -hmm. to, to be in that codependent mode because we want people to like us since somebody must not have because they took something away from us. Yeah. It's really easy for us to get sucked up into that codependent part. Yeah, I think it's always, you know, trying to heal those broken places and 
you know, everyone does it differently. Some people do it with codependency. Some do it with drugs or alcohol. And some people do it with things that the, our society applauds, like being successful yep. and working hard. So I think the bottom line is anything that you're, if you're filling a hole that you have with anything but the peace and the love of the Lord, yes. um, then it's not going to, it's not going to work, right? It doesn't. Um, but, you know, we don't know that we're doing it half of the time, especially yeah. when you've had, you know, when we talk about our background of abuse and things like that, um, we, our brain gets wired a certain way. Yep. And, and the way that it gets, whatever fires, uh, whatever fires together gets wired together is what I've heard. Um, and your body doesn't forget anything. And so the challenge is that when you've had abuse, you believe certain things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you might believe things like, um, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and you believe that as a child and because it was tied then as an adult, that is the same situation. You believe you're not lovable. You believe you're not worthy, but whatever your beliefs are, are based on your thoughts. And, and so whatever thoughts you're having consistently, they become, there's emotions tied to that, especially negative. And when you've got those emotions, they become beliefs. And and it's true because that's what happens. It's kind of like you hear that broken record and until God can give us that freedom where we can realize that that's not who you are, you know, and I kind of take it back. I was just thinking today we were talking about in the book of Genesis. So, you know, Eve, before she was Eve, the woman said, you know, surely I'm not going to die when the enemy told her, surely I'm not going to die if I eat this. You know, like she almost construed what what God had said, do not do this. But then, well, really, did he mean that? So so the doubt was already, you know, instilling into her like, well, maybe he didn't mean that. And then and then they do it and then there's consequences. Right. And so but but then it goes back to what God said. You know, the final Mm -hmm. word over us and and this is what helped me a lot through get through my stuff was that i needed to go back to what god said about me what did god say in his word who i was you know like psalm 139 he knew me he wove me he all those intricate parts that he did with me i needed to go back to that and forget what everybody else thought about me right Yeah, and it can be complicated, Um, and that's why we have to rely on the truth of God's Word, because we may not be able to understand why we think or believe or whatever. We we may not even tie it to our abuse. We may may have no idea, so we don't have to—I mean, I love counseling, and we should reconcile the past and heal, but if we can— today we're in charge of today we're in charge of our thoughts today if we can focus on god's word and renew our minds in christ jesus then we will be different tomorrow and it's not always a snap of the fingers it's yeah. a process and a journey and i think god loves that journey with us mm-hmm. whether we're you know standing strong one day or on our knees the next he loves being in our process whatever that is yep just calling out to him i know one thing that i learned was not to ask him why, just to, yeah. just to say, okay, here we go. You know, <laughs> like, here right, we go yeah. on this journey. Like, what am I going to learn from this? 
because he's in charge of my life. And that, that helped me out a lot too. You yeah. know, I, 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 he doesn't lo- tend to answer why very often. No, I've he asked won't. Why and things. He's yeah. Been, no, he, he more wants to know, well, you know, how are you responding to that? Exactly. And are you, um, are you in this I'm, with me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, it would be very, it would be cold of God if we said, why did that bad thing happen? And he said, cause there's sin in the world. You yeah. know, I mean, it, that's not very comforting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's always a hundred percent comforting. And so it, it just, I feel like sometimes that is the true answer. And instead of, we want to have the, if we, sometimes we feel like if I knew why I could make sense of it. And if I can make sense of it, then I can heal. But we don't always have to make sense of things nope. in order to heal. I don't, someone doesn't have to tell me they're sorry for me to forgive them. So that sort of thing. That's true. Yep. And, and then that's where our faith comes in, you know, right. having to have that faith to where, okay, I'm going to give this to God. I'm going to let him take care of it. I know he's going to catch all these tears in a bottle. I know he's going to, you know, all the promises that he made and just fill your, I always tell my students, fill your treasure chest with the word of God, words that when you're going through something, you can open it up and pull that out and be like, oh, I remember this one, you know, this will, this will counteract this feeling, right? Just so that way they have it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about that. I want to talk about your writing journey because you've written a few books, right, Jill? I've written two. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Miranda's mirror. Okay. Tell me about that. that. What, what started that? I know we talked a little bit about children's book and it's new to you, but tell me, how did God, um, you know, pursue you to do this? Yeah. You know, it was, I used to travel a lot. Um, I worked for a mission agency and so I was on a flight one night late and I was kind of dozing off and I had this whole, download of this story which is Miranda's mirror and I had learned to really just listen to God and so I pulled out my phone and I was like I'm gonna write this down I feel like this is a God I was half awake you know so like it was like a dream but not really and it sat on my phone and then I finally put on my computer and I talked to a few people I talked to my literary agent about it and I was like should I make this a book and and you know it just didn't seem to resonate with people. I mean, they love the book, but she's like, no, I don't want this to be your first book, you know, with a traditional publisher and, and, you know, a kid's book and you don't have kids and, you know, it just, it didn't make sense. Right. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a mom. Why would I write a kid's book? And so I just, I, but I really felt like it was a God story. So it's one of those things where, and I'll just encourage the listeners that God may give you an idea and you feel his, his anointing on it, but it's not for the season. Mm. And so, but I never forgot it. And then I'm not kidding you. I was randomly doing stuff this summer and I was on a plane again. And that, and the idea came back to me and I thought, you know what? I've got the resources now because kids books are not cheap to get an illustrator and publish on your and self publish. Um, And so I was like, I should do this. And so I just started it in faith. I felt like it was God saying, yes, go for it. It was so much fun. It was so easy. I found the illustrator and just did a lot of prayer over who to choose. Um, You know, and anyway, so the process was really beautiful. And then when I started telling people about it, there was a lot of excitement about it Mm. because it's an identity in Christ book for little girls. 
And so I did not know, but Miranda's name actually means beautiful. Wow. And I didn't know. And I didn't know that when, and God downloaded the stories called Miranda's Mirror. I was like, okay, well, the whole story is about her feeling beautiful in the beginning. You know, little kids, they play in the mirror and look at themselves. And then um, she always feels cute. She dresses up in the mirror. You know, kids don't match at all. And then one day her friend comes over and she realizes she's different from her friend. And she wonders, does different still mean beautiful? And so then she's changing clothes because she just doesn't feel beautiful and she's trying to feel beautiful and I think this is a very real piece of little girls development and it is about our character but we cannot just we can't just ignore the fact that we are made to want to feel pretty I think that's a quality God gave us it's a reflection of him making beautiful things and so Miranda um, starts struggling with how she looks and um, then a sticky note shows up on her mirror and it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And then the next day, there's another sticky note that says, you're altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And she goes to her mother. She gets a couple sticky notes. And she says, mom, are you putting these on my mirror? And she says, no. And so she never discovers who's putting these sticky notes on her mirror until she's going to college. And so it is like a kid's book where she grows up. And her dad comes in the room and says, hey, you're looking sad. What's going on? And she's, and I'm paraphrasing my own book. (laughs) She says, says, oh, I'm going to miss the notes on my mirror. And he says, Miranda, whenever you look in the mirror, I want you to remember who you are and who I say you are. Your true beauty comes from the inside. You will see in the mirror what you think about yourself. So remember what you learned. Think like me and then you'll see like me. And no one can change the truth how beautiful you are in my eyes. Mm. And so it's this story of her discovering her true beauty that she can go anywhere without the mirror. She knows the truth, right? It's what we were talking about before. We read God's word. We know who he is. We know who we are. And then we have that inner confidence. Um, And so then at the back of the book, it has some activity things for you to do with your daughter or your granddaughter, the child, and then some scriptures. And then I also created this really fun, free downloadable PDF activity guide on my website um, with, you know, a maze and a crossword puzzle for older kids and coloring page and a mirror where they could draw a picture of themselves. And like, there's a bunch of different activities for you to encourage conversation. But there's also squares that you can cut out and put on your child's mirror, like a sticky note. Mm. So that's at jillmonaco.com slash Miranda, if anyone wants to you know, download some of the freebies. Um, so the process of developing this book, is such a learning journey when you're self-publishing. I'm still learning a lot. In fact, we just finished uh, recording. I do voiceovers professionally. So I just recorded the audio book um, and finished that this morning at the studio. So I'm excited to get that out next. Yay! <laughs> yeah. And it has an original song by the Dove Award winning artist Meredith Andrews. So oh. she's a friend of mine and she wrote a song to go with this book. Oh, I love it. I love it. Look at how God did that, too. It was just like, and then for you to be on a plane again and say, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like a gut feeling like, yeah, "Yeah, this is the right time. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, and it's, it's like he dropped it in and then like, that's what he wanted you to do. But then you still sought counsel. Like, you know, what do you guys think? But like you said, it wasn't the season. It wasn't that time. 
you know, and so then when it was, when everything was ready to blossom, it's like, okay, let's do it. All of a sudden, everybody has the enthusiasm to back it up. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's the season in the world, right? Kids Absolutely. Know in Christ, they're being told all kinds of things mm -hmm. where maybe, you know, six, seven years ago, that wasn't happening as much as it is happening now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as you were sharing that story, I mean, my spirit just kind of jumped too, because, you know, we, I know we need that as well. You know, yeah. those same words when, when we are feeling so, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you know, who do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you still right. see that broken person? Do you see that person that, you know, do you still feel sad about who you see? Because like you said, with, with the father telling her, you know, that's not what I see. Right. And, and we can all go through those moments in our life when we're at that broken place where we don't really even want to look in the mirror, you know, because we're not happy with what's going on or how we feel or how we look. And even if it's not what other people see, I think sometimes the hardest part is what we see. Yeah, I can also, you know, the physical in the real, you know, sense, but also, you know, when we are faced with our sin or facing, yes. um, you know, areas, even things that we're good at, we look in a, a you know, a, a figurative mirror and someone else says, you are really good at, you know, compassion or you are really good at serving and hospitality or you're really talented at this. And we go, uh, we don't see the same thing. And so one of my favorite visuals for myself is when I am praying, sometimes I'm like, God, I want to see what you see. Mm. And the way to do that is to see, to see from his perspective is for me to crawl up on his lap and look into his eyes. And I feel like sometimes he plays a movie that he says, this is what I'm seeing. Like he lets us, we can have the mind of Christ. And we truly can see and feel and know the things that he knows and sees and feels so that we can then be a reflection of him and represent him well on earth, but also just do the things he wants us to do. And so I love, you can only do that by crawling up on his lap. So yes, that. it's the mirror is definitely about physical beauty for girls, but it's also about the inner beauty. And that's why those sticky notes of scripture are important it's you know you were made perfectly not just on the outside but on the inside too yeah i know and you know what jill and i don't know if this is even something that you would even think about doing but even having one for a little boy to look at you know because there's hurt boys out there too that get hurt and then you know they they have to look in the mirror too and they feel sad and it's not that they want to look pretty but they have a different image that they're trying to meet as well, you know? And yeah, it's true. I've thought about that for, you know, a, a, how to, how do boys read this book and, you know, or the story, the, the principles in it. Um, and I've got a couple other books that I've um, got on paper. And, and so I have had a few people say, what about the boys? I'm like, Hey, I will do it as soon as God gives me an idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll probably give you a really cool name. Like how Miranda means beautiful. He'll give you something that yeah. represents a little boy's, you know, image, but I love it. I love how God, when he really wants us to do something, you know, it's like, I remember when I wrote my first, my first book and, 
I, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to write a book. I mean, I spent so many years in school trying to get my master's and my thesis, and I was done with that kind of stuff, you know? And, and it was just like a lot of little prompts, like somebody, you know, you have such an amazing testimony. You really should write a book. And yeah, yeah, well, maybe one day, you know, and then you kind of let it go. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get this pop up in your phone, you know, have you ever thought about writing a book? And you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then, you know, you go a little bit longer and then someone's like, wow, I'd love to be able to hear your story. You know, and it just went on and on until finally I just, I, I had to do it. I just sat down and had to do it. And I'm so glad I did because that started my um, writing journey too. I'm really excited to be able, I love writing. I write on a more personal way. I'm just finishing my fourth book and I'm really excited about that when it comes out. So it's exciting. I think the process is the most fun part. Yeah. The part that I don't enjoy is all the other parts that the actually, editing. you know, the technical yeah. pieces of it. <laughs> The editing and, then, and the and the, then marketing it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. I love sharing it like yep. once or twice, but I don't yeah. want to be, I don't want to be bugging my Facebook yep. friends every week about my book. Yeah. Um. So that piece, you know, the Lord has to help he me has out to by do that bringing part. me people like you to share it. Yep. Or other ideas. So. Yeah. And and you know, it's like if everybody just had a lot of great, wonderful, loving messages to send like yours, you know, that people would just pick it up and buy it and, and share that with their girls. And then that was shared because that generation is so important, right? Our younger generation, I think the world would just be such a a, a different place, right? Because we surely want our younger generation to know the love of Christ and who they are in Christ. But um, we're getting to that place, Jill. I'd love, can you share how people can find you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my website has the links to all my social media as well, but jillmonaco.com, and it's spelled uh, J-I-L-L-M-O-N-A-C-O, like the country, dot com. Um, and then on Facebook and Instagram, most of the time with the, you know, with the, the link Jill Monaco on, on Facebook, it's actually Jill Monaco Ministries. So, and then they can find um, my other book, The Freedom Coach Model, which is the coaching model that I use to help people encounter God and um, let him be their coach personally. It's more of a devotional kind of book to work through. That's on Amazon. Awesome. Do you have any last words to share with our audience? Oh, gosh. Um, I just, you know what? The thing that's bubbling up in my heart is that there's going to be people listening that are thinking, I think I know what to do. I have a dream. I'm not sure if it's from the Lord or not. And I think we can overpray. Sometimes we just need to step out, mm -hmm. like pray. And if you don't feel a red, a red light, then just go for it and yeah. ask God for every step of the way. And maybe you're just meant to do a piece now, but we, God has got a lot of ideas. And I think it's time for us, especially creatives to rise up and find a way to do it. You don't need anyone's permission to do what God's called you to do. Amen. Just go for it. I love that. That was good. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your afternoon with us. I would love it if you would close us out in prayer. 
Of course. I love that. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening to this show. And I thank you that they have ears to hear and they have eyes to see. And they have a heart to receive everything you're saying to them specifically. Whatever that one little nugget was, God, that they would um, be able to meet with you and talk with you about that more. And that you would take them to the next place that you've called them to be. I pray you heal every broken heart and every broken place. And I just pray and break off any curse of words that someone else has spoken over them that keeps them small. And I ask God that you, Holy Spirit, come and renew their faith, renew their hearts, that they may dream again, that they may see again. Um, And I bless this show, God. Thank you for my new friend. And and I just pray that the show is just a blessing to every single person who hears. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. You're welcome. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her books, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's I am dauntless.org. Her email is Ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. That's Ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.